Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Hey there, I'm your communication coach, Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Please call me Andrea. Welcome to Talk About Talk. Talk About Talk is where ambitious managers catapult their careers by improving their communication skills. Maybe you're a lifelong learner, or maybe you're trying to get noticed and advance your career. Well, you're in the right place. At Talk About Talk, we focus on communication skills topics like networking, storytelling, and communicating with confidence. And you can access Talk About Talk across a variety of media or resources. You can choose what works for you. There's online corporate training, one-on-one coaching with me, online courses, the free weekly communication skills newsletter, and of course, this bi-weekly podcast. Welcome to episode number 69. Today, we're focusing on online meetings, as in video conferencing, as in Zoom. In case you didn't get the memo, our world has changed. Online meetings are now the norm. In fact, it's the default for much of our communication, isn't it? And that goes for both professional and personal communication, communicating with work colleagues as well as friends and family. This episode is the first of two episodes focusing on online meetings. Today, we're going to focus a little on context, and then I'm going to give you some specific advice for how to prepare for online meetings. In the next episode, number 70, we'll focus on how to rock it during online meetings, and then also how to successfully lead an online meeting, how to maximize engagement from the other online meeting participants. In other words, how to get people talking. I can think of lots of other related topics here. As always, I'd love to hear your ideas. Please email me at andrea at talkabouttalk.com. Over the course of these two episodes, you're going to learn a lot. Certainly, some of it you've probably heard before, but there'll be lots of new stuff too. And as always, you don't have to take notes. I encourage you to relax as you're listening. Just keep doing whatever you're doing, driving, walking, whatever. Just keep listening, and then later you can access the summary and the transcript in the show notes on the talkabouttalk.com website under the podcast tab. Okay, let's start with context. I'm going to be using the terms online meetings and video conferencing almost interchangeably. I'll also reference Zoom here a lot, but I'm really talking about all video conferencing software and applications, including Microsoft Teams, Google Hangouts, Skype, GoToMeeting, and all the rest of them. Since COVID was declared a worldwide pandemic in March 2020, Zoom, in particular, has become one of the most downloaded apps. No kidding. According to some of the statistics I found, Zoom was the number one most downloaded app in the App Store, and it was the number two most downloaded app overall. Can you guess which one was number one? TikTok. Zoom is also one of the fastest growing companies, and there are lots of stats out there that illustrate this point. For example, Zoom alone had about 100 million downloads in 2020. And let me share the statistic from Bloomberg. In the span of just four months in 2020, video conferencing software products, including Zoom, increased their daily active users by 2,900%. Okay, okay, I don't know why they state it that way. That's just a fancy way of saying that their user numbers increased about 30 times. But that's huge. 
And many of those people who downloaded those apps went from participating in these video conferencing meetings maybe once or twice a week. That was me. And now it's an everyday thing. Some people, like my husband, I have to say, are in back-to-back meetings for most of the day, every day. It's a big part of our everyday lives. As a marketer who's focused on interpersonal communication, I'm also fascinated with how the word Zoom has quickly become part of our common vocabulary. Unfortunately, for some of the other video conferencing apps like Microsoft Teams or GoToMeeting, Zoom has become the generic term for online meetings or video conferencing. So you'll hear people saying, do you want to do this meeting by Zoom? When actually they mean some other video conferencing software. We also talk a lot about our Zoom skills. And of course, we complain about Zoom fatigue, don't we? Online meetings are exhausting, partly because we feel like we're being scrutinized in that little square, but more so because for the first time, we're constantly watching ourselves. That is certainly exhausting. But there are some advantages to online meetings. It's not all bad. Online meetings let us save a lot of time and a lot of money. For starters, there's no travel, which is expensive and time-consuming. And compared to a phone call, video conferencing is actually quite effective in terms of communication. Of course, you can't see 100% of the body language of the other people, but we'll get into that in the next episode. Here's an upside to online meetings. Once a week, my family has scheduled a weekly 30-minute cross-Canada family Zoom check-in with my parents and my siblings' families. That's pretty cool. And we never did that before. And furthermore, if you're like me, you may have had some video conference calls with people recently, other friends and family, that otherwise might have been audio only, just on the phone. It really is nice to see people, isn't it? So there are advantages. And you've probably heard again and again that online meetings aren't going away. So let's not fight it. Let's focus on our online communication skills so we can thrive in video conference meetings. In this episode, as I said, we're going to focus on how to prepare for online meetings so you can really rock it. Remember, in the next episode, number 70, we'll talk about what to do during the meeting. Now I have a question for you. How much thought have you given to your preparation for online meetings? Well, I've got a checklist for you here. I classified everything, all my advice, into three main categories. One, your technology. Two, your physical space. And three, your personal appearance. I also have a bonus suggestion for you at the end. Something I do now that helps a lot and that I know is going to help you too. So, number one is preparing your technology. First things first you need a stable internet connection. Dropping calls is not cool. If this happens frequently, you might need to upgrade your modem. And depending on your Wi-Fi quality, you can also ask other members of your household to go onto airplane mode, or at least to stop streaming movies. This is exactly what I do when I'm recording a podcast interview. Here's another idea if you're really desperate. I was just talking to my neighbor, who shared her ingenious solution to dropping calls due to her unstable Wi-Fi. So she has four people, two kids doing online school and two adults working with frequent Zoom calls. So they're all at home and they're all online all day. Tired of dropped calls, she 
actually signed up with a second internet provider. No, she didn't switch providers. She's actually paying two separate telecom companies to keep their household online. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But the point is, we need a reliable connection if we're going to be productive. In addition to a reliable internet connection, I suggest you invest in two pieces of technology hardware, corded earphones with a mic and a ring light. Earphones will help you stay focused, particularly if there are other people around you making noise. But why corded? Well, because then you don't have to worry about your Bluetooth connection, like I was just saying. And also, you don't have to worry about changing your batteries. Just plug and play. And corded earphones are not expensive these days, like under $30. Of course, you can get a lot more expensive. And if you're recording a podcast, you have to spend more. But I digress. My second suggestion is a ring light. No, you don't have to buy a ring light, but you do need to ensure that there's light on your face, not behind you. Otherwise, you're going to look like you're in the witness protection program. I got a ring light a while ago for under $50. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. I have it clamped to my desk and I can change the color tone, like warm or cool, and the intensity, depending on the time of day and the weather outside. It's such an easy, helpful tool, and honestly, I wish I'd bought one a long time ago. So we've optimized our internet connection, we've got corded earphones with a mic, and we've got a ring light. What else in terms of technology? Well, we have to enable the video conferencing platform where the meeting will be hosted. Check before the meeting starts if you need to download an app. And if you don't have a Zoom account, you can still participate in other Zoom meetings as long as they set it up. All you have to do is click the link. For some other video conferencing platforms, you might have to download an app or register. If your meeting host is using an app that you haven't used before, just shoot them a quick email to confirm if you need to register or download anything first. Then, if possible, and depending on the meeting context, you might also update your Zoom background and the title that shows up underneath your image, ideally before the meeting starts. I realized recently when I entered a Zoom meeting on my phone that I'd previously set the background to be a photo of Madonna. Yes, as in the singer. I guess I was on a meeting with some friends and this was a joke, but then I forgot to set it back. Oops, that won't happen again. Moving on. We've nailed our technology preparation. Now, let's prepare our physical space. My first question. Where are you? You're definitely not on your bed. And ideally, your bed doesn't even show up on the screen. A few reasons for this, including, for starters, the simple fact that it looks unprofessional. Recently, I attended an online networking conference and one of the speakers, an otherwise very impressive vice president, was seated in front of her perfectly made bed. It was very distracting. I kept thinking, why are we in her bedroom? That is just weird. And beyond the professional aspect, there's also all sorts of research about not working and sleeping in the same place. It's just not good sleep hygiene. So stay away from your bed for online meetings. If you're in a bachelor apartment, turn your camera away from your bed. And ideally, you're not in your bedroom. Ideally, you should be in a room with natural and indirect light. Got that? Natural, as in daylight, and indirect, as in there are no sunbeams on you. And you can use a ring light, as I mentioned, if that helps. You can create natural-looking, shadowless light with a ring light. 
And as I just mentioned, the light source should be in front of you, not behind you. Most people put their ring light directly behind their camera. What else about your physical space? Well, you need to tidy up. Okay, mom. Here's the thing. This is a meeting, not a dorm party. Have you ever heard of Room Raider? If not, I suggest you check it out online. It's kind of fascinating. There's a whole phenomenon focused on rating people's virtual meeting backgrounds. It's one thing to be tidy and professional, but then Room Raider takes that to a whole new level. Like, do you have a living plant in your background? A cushion? Is your color scheme complimentary? Instead of prescribing what you should have behind you, I'd rather warn you about what not to have. Here's the list. Nothing too personal, nothing inappropriate, nothing distracting, and again, not untidy. Got it? So that's your background. It needs to be professional. Next, you need to set yourself up physically so you're productive. You might have to move some furniture, but your kitchen table and chair might also be perfect. You certainly don't need to buy a fancy executive desk and chair. But resting your laptop on your lap while you lean back on your sofa is not ideal. You need to sit up straight in a proper chair and have a platform, a desk or a table, where you can put your computer and your papers and whatever else you need to have close at hand during the meeting. Actually, I said sit up, didn't I? You could also stand up. I've heard many people raving about their standing desks, so I just bought a convertible mobile sitting standing desk. That means I can shift it up or down depending on if I feel like standing or sitting. And mobile means it's on wheels so I can move it around. Last week, I hosted an online corporate workshop from behind my standing desk and I absolutely love it. One last thing about your physical space. Before the online meeting starts, please adjust things so your camera's at eye level. This is basic Zoom Skills 101. You've probably heard this a million times, but I can't believe how many people don't seem to know this yet. Or maybe they just don't care. Make sure you're looking straight into your camera, not up and not down. We don't want to look up your nose and we don't want to look down on your big shiny forehead. While you're at it, position your camera so you're framed without any part of your head being cut off and so that we can see when you move your arms. You want the frame to be zoomed out far enough so people can see your body language, but also close enough that they can read your facial expression. And that is a perfect segue to our next category of how to prepare for your online meeting. Preparing your personal appearance. I have to say this, I would be remiss if I didn't first mention that you absolutely should be wearing pants. There have been lots of jokes and memes and stories about people working online wearing their pajama bottoms, or worse, yeah. And some people have even lost their jobs, as you've probably heard. So, dress for success, and always wear pants. If you're looking for more guidance, I do have a few suggestions. Solids look better than patterns on camera. So if you're trying to choose between two shirts, go with the solid, not the pattern. And blue, apparently, is one of the most universally flattering colors on screen. You can also get some ideas here on what to wear by watching the news. Check out what newscasters are wearing. You want your clothing to be professional, depending on the context, but definitely not distracting. One last thing regarding your appearance. Be careful if you're wearing jewelry. 
Avoid wearing bangle bracelets or noisy necklaces. And make sure your earrings aren't clanging against your earphones. Yep, I learned this one the hard way, and hopefully you won't have to do the same. So, that's your personal appearance. If you wear jewelry, make sure it's quiet jewelry. Solids, and particularly blue tops, look great. And yes, wear pants. Now, we've covered preparing for your meeting by setting up your technology, your physical space, and your personal appearance. As promised, I now have a bonus suggestion for you before we finish here. Let me preface this with a question. Do you ever sign into an online meeting, then realize you forgot to print the agenda? Or worse, you forget someone's name in the meeting? Or you get a tickle in your throat and you forgot your glass of water? Here's my suggestion. Create a checklist of what you need to do in advance of an important online meeting so you don't forget anything. You can reuse this list every single time you have a meeting and you can update it as you learn what works for you. It'll help you be prepared and you'll feel more confident. I keep my online meeting prep list on my phone. You are absolutely welcome to copy my list. You can find a copy of it in the show notes on the talkabouttalk.com website. I've got things on that list under each of the categories that we just covered. My technology, my physical space, and my personal appearance. Plus, there are other things on this list. Like, for example, having the agenda printed and a pen. Personally, I like to handwrite meeting notes on a hard copy of the agenda during meetings. And most meeting agendas include attendee names, and that's a great hack for helping me remember names. Also on my online meeting preparation list, having a glass of water and ideally keeping it on another table in case it spills. Speaking of water, I also have BioBreak on my list. You know what I mean by that, right? There's nothing worse than having to go to the bathroom in the middle of a meeting. Actually, of course, there's a lot worse, but you get my point. I also make a note to put my phone on silent mode. And even on my computer, I close all other windows and turn off notifications. Have you ever noticed how annoying and distracting it is to hear other people's notifications go off on their devices? As I said, I've included my updated online meeting checklist in the show notes, and you are welcome to copy it and modify it for yourself. In fact, I hope you will. Okay. Hopefully, you're feeling much better prepared for your next important online meeting. We've covered how to prepare your technology, your physical space, and your personal appearance. And of course, that coveted checklist. Yes, I do all of these things myself when I'm preparing for an important online meeting or a corporate workshop. Don't forget, there's a lot more to come to help you in the next episode when we cover what to do during the meeting, whether you're a participant or maybe you're leading this online meeting. Okay, I hope this all helps. Please let me know. I really love hearing from you. And one last thing. Please sign up for the Talk About Talk newsletter if you're not signed up already. This is your chance to get free communication skills coaching from me every week in a simple to digest email. I promise there's no spam and it's never more than once per week. Just go to talkabouttalk.com to sign up or you can email me directly and I'll add you to the list. You can email me anytime at andrea at talkabouttalk.com. That's it. Good luck in your online meetings. Thanks for listening and talk soon.